Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Welcome back to Recalibrate. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's me and Luke together again. And uh, we are continuing with this whole series on grace, really having an awesome time. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Uh, we t- last week we, at church, we talked about b- baptism, what we call the believer's baptism. And uh, the podcast we've already had this week also speaks about that the history of the believer's baptism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the service, I promise people, because there's a lot of people that want to kind of understand this a little bit more, there is a significant portion of Christendom that actually practice something called infant baptism. Or phaedo-baptism, is that what Yes, it is. Yeah. Phaedo, very good. you got the good Greek term going thank you, there. Thank you, thank <laughs> um, And uh, my family was Catholic when I grew up, so I was, I was actually, I was uh, christened. Christened is another word they use mm-hmm. for it uh, as a child. And the mm-hmm. Catholic Church, they believe it's got to be usually within eight days of birth is mm-hmm. the ideal. Wow, okay. Yeah, just, just uh, we'll get into that, but yeah. Uh, were you... No. Okay. So no. you grew up in an evangelical church? Yeah. Yeah. We, my parents got saved when I was like five years old. Okay. So they, they, yeah. So I and was, they didn't really I grew up in the church and then, um, yeah. And it was, it was like, it was a Pentecostal okay. church. Yeah. So as, and, and many people, and even in our church, were um, baptized as children. Right. Because pretty much every Anglican, Catholic, Methodist, Lutheran, Reformed, Orthodox. I mean, the list is quite mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. of uh, churches that practice infant baptism. Mm-hmm. So, I guess one of the big questions people would ask us is, "Why don't you guys do it?" Mm. Right? That's one. Yeah. And um, and where does it come from, and how does it work with believers? So, we talked about believers' baptism. What what is mm-hmm. believers' baptism? Believers' baptism is that baptism where it's the baptism of repentance, right? Yeah. And then, and it's a public proclamation of faith right so yeah. you have to be of an age that you can do that for yourself for it to be able to of take course. place yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's usually in response to getting getting saved it's usually mm-hmm. in the process of salvation so mm-hmm. on and so forth infant baptism obviously is for usually for babies really mm. i mean sometimes young children but generally uh, it's for families brought up in that tradition and they they baptize or christen their children young Sometimes they they used to completely immerse the children. I think there are mm-hmm. some churches that still do it. Dunk dangerous, the yeah. uh, but many Not it's, a deal. It, yeah, many it's um, a sprinkling with water or mm-hmm. pouring water mm-hmm. over the head. So let's get into it and 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 talk about this. Why don't we do it, and, and where does it come from? Mm. Um, I, I think probably first the main reason we as a church don't do it, and and evangelical churches as a whole don't do it is because we, we're really big about following the scripture. Other denominations put a lot of treasure on his church history. Okay. What took place after the scripture had the stories of the scripture were finished. So mm-hmm. when John the um apostle had passed away, he was the last apostle, the last direct follower of Jesus had passed away. We get into what we call the the, the church age, the history age. Mm-hmm as opposed to the New Testament age. Mm-hmm. So when we look in Scripture, I look in Scripture, um, I don't see any example of infant baptism in Scripture. So that, first of all, makes me think, I wonder if it took place. Hmm. Yeah. It's one of those gray areas, right? It's gray. Yeah. One of the Scriptures that those who 
who practice infant baptism go to is mm-hmm. um, on a number of occasions, the promise is given, you and your household will mm-hmm. be saved. Right. Right. And other times, Cornelius, we talked about him on Sunday. He was okay. a Roman centurion. He yeah. got saved. His whole family got saved. And it says they were all baptized. Mm-hmm. So there's an inf- inference there that, well, if there was babies, that would have included Right, Paul. but we don't know. We don't know. It's, so there's a, there's a hermeneutical issue right here, right? Mm-hmm. How much theology can you base on something that is inferred that's but true. not actually said? Well, that's the thing. is as, as I begin my theological journey of diving into these things, the more and more I'm realizing is that the, the original, like the authors of Scripture, like what the Lord wanted to include in Scripture was what us wanted to focus on and not so much the areas that aren't there. Right, you know, yeah, they're there there. specifically for a reason. Yeah, so so they could be these certain pinpoints, these bullet points for us to follow in a sense. Yeah, so the areas that aren't there, it's like why why are you worrying about it in a sense, right? So at the very least, we could say Mm -hmm. that the if there's a division in the church between these two things, it shouldn't be paramount because. It's a gray area. It's mm-hmm. not even a clear theology from That's the right. very, very. We That's know right. believers' baptism is very clear, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's true. It's true. I think. I think. I just the question that it raises in me is that if the historical church has been doing this for two thousand years, there has to be some significance to investigate there. Why? What are the okay, what, what we'll are the points to of that? that? In a sense, yeah, okay. right? You so know? it 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 <clears throat> begins to turn up a hundred years after the death of Christ. Okay. Uh, and the actual first recording is about 150 years, where okay. it's deliberately clear that this is what they're talking about. That's quite a long time. Mm-hmm. That's quite a long time, right, in the history of the church for it to suddenly start to appear. And then by 300 years later, it was standard practice. Okay. So I, I'm a little bit dubious about that because I think that speaks more to tradition than mm-hmm. it does to theology. Right. Okay. I can agree with that. The other argument for it is um, an idea that the Jewish people did circumcision. Right. And they circumcised babies. Right. Uh, It wasn't everybody. It was the male. And it was a sign of covenant. Okay. Right. And there's a belief that the church has taken over the covenant of Israel. We're not going to go down that road because that's a massive topic. But the idea that um, baptism now is the covenant of the new is is the sign of the New Testament covenant, whereas whereas circumcision was the sign of the Old Testament covenant. Right. Okay. And you you kind of could follow that. Mm -hmm. There could be a line there. Mm -hmm. Therefore, just as babies were circumcised in the Old Testament, babies are baptized in the New Testament Mm. because it's a sign that this child is entering into the covenant of the people of God. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, Which, you know, raises the question of the, the baptism of repentance and the believer's baptism. If you're not in an age to be able to know or confess, right? So yeah, it's again, it's that question. So those are, that's kind of the theology behind it. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and maybe we'll go through what the different denominations, because each group of churches actually believe slightly differently. Okay. Now, you mentioned about the idea of um, believers' baptism. Hmm. What many of these denominations believe is that later on you do a second step, which is called... In the Anakin Church, Catholic Church, when you're about twelve, they do a thing called. I always like doing this with Luke. Is it like, a submersive like, baptism? Like, 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 no, no, the uh, full baptism. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, you're you're talking about um, 
Ah, what's the now it's left me. Of course, you put me on the spot. Confirmation, confirmation, oh, confirmation okay, of the yeah. church. I really, right. I like this doing this. I'm making and which confirmation thing. again is is in a sense it's it is a reminder a a re you know making a new covenant within your baptism, right? So right. It's, it's, so what so many denominations believe is that a confirmation is you. It's a believer's baptism. You yeah. are confirming mm-hmm. what others did for you when you were a baby, right? Okay, so right. it's now you have an age mm-hmm. to uh, to to affirm okay. what happened is okay. indeed what gotcha. you believe, right? right. right. So I, I think that's really important to remember because we're going to get into this in a few minutes because people always ask me the question, I was confirmed, do I need to be baptized? Okay. And I want to just understand that while I personally believe the scripture is very clear, it's a, it, baptism sh- in its best case scenario should be in water immersion before mm-hmm. before uh, uh, witnesses mm-hmm. in the name of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yet, if the principle was held to, you don't necessarily um, uh, the, the the confirmation could be, and we'll get into it later. But it could be, in many ways, it's similar to baptism. Okay, and I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. Here. Basically, what I'm, what I want to say is, I don't want us to get too heated about this area. Right. Because if the principles have been following and the heart is right, mm-hmm. I think in the end it kind of works out the same. Mm-hmm. I think there is a better way. I think there is a right way. But I think other ways still can carry the same mm-hmm. intent and, and produce similar results. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. I We were talking earlier about this a little bit around the coffee machine. Yeah. And I think the point is it, it, it has to do with heart posture and the realization that God is using all these things. He's, he uses the sacraments or the ordinances yeah. in a way, yeah. right? So whether you were baptized as a child or you were 12 years old and you weren't sure about yeah. all the things, you know, it's the fact is there's still blessings that have come along with that. Yep. And you can even realize those blessings yeah. at 25, at 40. Yeah. But so the act has happened, the comf- the um yeah, the proclamation of faith has happened, and you can begin to receive those benefits yeah. at any point, right? Yeah. Yeah, You're, we're going to go totally. there? Okay. So, but nevertheless, the other challenge is, though, that the further we move away from Scripture, I think the further we we move into doctrine that can be, uh, actually lead us away from salvation rather than to salvation. Yeah. I want to go through the different denominations. So, obviously, we always start with the Catholic Church because mm-hmm. they are the oldest. Right. And uh, have the biggest sense of history and traditions okay. and... Um, and I, I would even argue maybe extra biblical um, teaching behind mm-hmm. them. And practices. Yeah. yeah. So they and the Orthodox churches, they actually believe baptism is the means of grace for a baby that washes away the sin and regenerates them. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty heavy. That is heavy. Yeah. Again, that's why they call it a sacrament. Okay. Just as they believe the bread in the cup mm-hmm. washes away sin. So in a sense, there's a metaphysical change that happens with the water. Yep. Within the body, okay. water is the same, right? And again, it's about the priest. You got to have the priest there, right? He's got to pray over the water. He's gotcha. got to anoint it, right? And now this water is holy water, mm-hmm. and um, and this holy water is actually going to wash away sins. It, it's interesting mm-hmm. in the sense that. When you look at John's baptism, there is this inference that the water in John's baptism had some kind of uh, removal, but we learned on Sunday that actually it was more about John's promise than it was about the water. Right. Belief in the promise that, mm-hmm. that, that he will wash away his sins right. rather than the water washing so away his sins. So it had to do with faith. As so for us to... as evangelicals, we would really strongly object to that viewpoint. 
that it's the actual washing away of sins Mm -hmm. that takes place. Because Mm -hmm. again, we think it gets into mystical, Mm -hmm. it gets into um, this metaphysical, it gets into strange. Yeah, and it takes away from, like we discussed with with communion, it takes away from the heart posture that God requires of us. Yeah, it does. It's the physical act that does the work as opposed to the needing, the dependency, the leaning into the Father, you know. Yeah, and and the Catholics would argue, well, grace is is a, uh, salvation is a work of grace. There is no human effort. So this is so, this is a classic example, but, but, it's grace but through faith. It's not right. just grace. It's grace no, through totally. faith totally. that we are saved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we just, we just, and I think it gives people a false sense of a life insurance policy. It's true. I hear that. I you hear know? that, yeah. Now in the Catholic Church, of course, you get baptized and that washes away your sin until you're the age of being able to take communion. And then when you take communion... So they believe in the, the 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 washing takes away the original sin. You live your life, and then at commu- first communion, you start taking communion, and then communion begins to wash away your sins as you live the rest of your life. Right, and it's a beautiful. And it's an attractive and, and honestly, it's just a simple system. It's actually, well, this is really easy to follow. Mm-hmm. The only problem is mm-hmm. it's not biblical. <laughs> it's, oh. it's not the way Jesus taught it. Uh, interesting. It's no, hard. You know, it's like it, you never want to seem like you're talking negatively about it in a sense. But yeah. I just, for me, I am so akin to just leaning back into what the work of Christ and what he did yes. and, how, and yeah. how he's what in his yeah. presence and yeah. drawing us into being yeah. changed yeah. by, you know, yeah. no, his totally. spirit in us. Right. Totally. As opposed to these physical acts. And yeah, I'm, yeah it's just, just want to be so careful. Don't want to offend, yeah. but so let's go on time. to the other denominations because they have elements in their infant baptism that we would associate with what we call baby dedications. Okay. Right. Okay. So we do a thing in our churches and evangelical churches do baby dedications. We anoint with oil it's not biblical in the sense <laughs> it's, it's true. Not, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> we yeah. just do that. Mm-hmm. But we do it as an act of faith. Mm-hmm. And we do it as an act of what we are intending. Blessing. Two or three are gathered and you bless a child. Mm-hmm. We believe Christ is going to. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's, it is important to the family. Yeah, I do agree too. Yeah. yeah. And it's beautiful yeah. to see. Yeah. So in the Lutheran church, um, they believe that infant baptism creates the saving faith inside the child. So they don't, they say that. It's not saving the child, okay. but the child, children, human beings are so dead to God. Water baptism is like a form of a, 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 what they call it, prevent, uh, prevent, prevent grace, which is a grace that comes before grace. Okay, it's a grace that prepares you for salvation. Prevent. Yes, thank you. Like? Sorry, okay. yeah, prevent. Okay. Thank no you. No problem. Yeah, that's why you're here to yeah. keep me yeah. on the straight and narrow. Here to help. Prevent grace, yeah. which is a grace that comes before saving grace. It's a okay. grace that prepares you to be saved. Okay. So they see water baptism as a de- deposit of grace to prepare the child for so, salvation. So a seed planted or an awakening, if you yeah, will. Yeah, or, or initial okay. cleansing or initial okay. sensitivity. And I think the Methodists are uh, along the same line. And I would say that that's a little bit of how we see baby dedications. Hmm. Yeah. When we pray for the child, mm-hmm. we pray, Lord, work in this child's life. Let your grace be on this child. Continue to call them mm-hmm. until they can come to a place that they call upon you by themselves. So when we dedicate a child, that's the big thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're asking for grace to be on the child, that the child, as they grow up, God's Holy Spirit will be rich upon them, calling mm-hmm. them by name. And that until they're of an age where they can call upon the name of the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see Good. them as quite similar, actually. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I see that. Yeah. 
And it's taken us a little while in the church to work that out because there was no rules for dedication. Right. Because it's not in the Bible. <laughs> because it's <laughs> yeah. not in the Bible. <laughs> like infant baptism, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither, in, neither right. are in the Bible. Circle, yeah. yeah. So I think that infant baptism could be correct in the sense that I think a lot of it has to do with what you see it as. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing it as um, uh, salvation, mm-hmm. oh, no, I can't. No, right. we, we can't. Right. If you see it as a, a blessing and a, mm-hmm. a desire for that child, that God's grace will be on the child calling them mm-hmm. into salvation, I think that's right. a pretty good thing, actually. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think, yeah, I can totally get behind that. There's a part of me, there's a part of me that is a sense that shies away from it because it's this idea of dunking a baby for religious practice yeah, seems semi-abusive, no, hear, right? Yeah, no, to it, me, it, yeah. So, no, so yeah, that is, yeah. yeah it just kind of gives me the no feeling. Yeah, but no, people very quickly, mm-hmm. because they don't know the scriptures and they're not willing to search them for themselves, right? They very quickly latch on to traditions mm-hmm. as a form of life insurance mm-hmm. or a form of like a a cross hanging up in mm-hmm. their room or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's not faith in in the gospel; it's faith in a system. For sure. So it's not placing weight upon the act of baptism for a child for salvation. But we can agree that this idea of a deposit of grace and prayerful support of a yeah. family and pursuit of yeah. faith for their childhood yeah, is, is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. practice. We don't do yeah. water baptism because it brings confusion. Right. It, it makes sure. people think that that is salvation or that is mm-hmm. something more. And mm-hmm. we just we just and dedicate, like they did with the Jewish children, they dedicated the, the firstborn son was dedicated in the temple yeah. to the purpose of God. Okay. okay. Uh, the last group is the Presbyterian Congregational and Reformed Churches. Okay. So they see it as um, not salvation and not even, what's that word again? Pre- prevent. Pre- Prevent. Prevent grace, my goodness. <laughs> Prevent grace. Um, this is like Moses with Aaron. <laughs> uh, are you Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm the one with the speech impediment. Oh, that's really good. Really, really <laughs> Which, again, is one of those yeah, ironic things. This is my, one of my favorite self-made jokes. I made these jokes up. Yeah. But impediment is hilarious. Why do they call people who can't say words properly that they have a speech impediment when the word impediment is a very hard it is word a very to pronounce hard word to say yeah so they're just mocking these it's poor people true. by making them totally. pronounce it as i've got an impediment oh my goodness and i've got a lot more like that you want me to keep going keep going no no well another one is the word stutter yeah why did they make a word stutter with two t's in it to explain that you can't speak properly very word you can't even get it i'm gonna stop there i've got more i've got a lot more i've worked out a lot of them we'll work those out in the coming weeks coming weeks there'll be more of these jokes sounds great no insulting anybody okay (laughs) so the reformed churches and the others for them it's about um the baptism into the body okay into covenant okay so into the church into the church into the church yeah Mm -hmm. so which yeah. There's a parallel to what we do there as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we say before the congregation, like we dedicate the child mm-hmm. and then we dedicate the parents mm-hmm. and we ask the church, this child is now, we want you as a church to be praying for this child, mm-hmm. serving this child until they come to the knowledge, well, right. beyond that, but to come to the knowledge of Jesus. So of it's course. not just, a, it's a public thing mm-hmm. that the church has responsibility for this child as well. Mm-hmm. And this child is going to be covered by the grace of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... We have a similar thing. It's just, again, we don't do water because we feel it confuses with the believer's baptism, which mm-hmm. is the, the clearest scriptural way of doing it mm-hmm. uh, that we can know of. Okay, that's great. What do you, what do you think is, a, is an age we would do? Oh, that's a good question. 
I, I, for us, we, we really encourage uh, people to consider doing it around 11, 12, 13. Okay. If okay. you've grown up in the church. Okay. Where you, and, and then it's they, where they're old enough to go through some kind of class where they really understand what it means to be a follower of mm -hmm. Jesus and they can make a decision for themselves. And I find 11, 12, 13 year olds these days, they know whether mm -hmm. they want to do it or don't want it. They know right. whether they want to be a disciple or not a disciple. Right. So, but I do think you can do it younger. Okay. I do think you get kids sometimes. Is it, it's a case by case in a sense. Uh, it, you, you're more. We say generally no, but then we, if the parent it really feels or the child feels, we will sit and listen and hear okay. and hear their heart and okay. see. Do you so understand? There's grace for that, if you want. Yeah. Because okay. one of the things we learned on Sunday is that when you get baptized and you declare that you are now a full time follower of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. there's a grace that comes to be able to accomplish that. And I think that if a seven year old is really with it and they know that. I think that grace can start there and help them walk the discipleship walk for the rest of their lives. So I think it's just got to be careful with the young children because they're so easily persuaded by environmental factors mm. that you've got to really discern, is mm. this the spirit mm -hmm. or just trying to please parents or is this right. they want to stand out different from somebody else? I just, you know, we just got to be very careful because mm -hmm. you're making a commitment to be a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to just finish up by talking about... Um, the question that some people ask, which is, okay, I I was I was baptized as a baby in the Reformed Church. Let me. I'm just choosing one random church here. Okay. Um, and um, actually, let's go. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with. Um, <laughs> Presbyterian. <laughs> we got our pick today. We yeah. got our pick. Sure. Why don't we go with Presbyterians? Sure. They're awesome people. Yeah, okay. they really are. <laughs> we'll go with the Presbyterians. Okay. So. You get you get baptized as a child. It's not a saving grace baptism. It's a commitment to the body. It's a it's a pre prevent prevent grace <laughs> that is going to help work in their life and call them to God. And then you come eleven twelve and baptism time or confirmation. Maybe okay. it's a confirmation yep. before the congregation. They mm -hmm. may pour water on you or anoint with oil. It's a public declaration of faith, which right. is what baptism right. is. And you've done that. You did it at twelve thirteen. And now you come to our church and you hear this firebrand preacher talk about water baptism. Mm -hmm. And you now wonder, do I need to get water baptized? Hmm. What would your answer to that be? Well, I really do think it comes down to the individual journey. I don't think it is. I, I feel like you've gone through the steps. So the physical act has happened and there is grace for that to happen. Yeah. But Equally, I feel like if a person really feels like they want to reconfirm, yeah, and they're like, "This is I, this is what I know now, yeah. how I want to live my life." Ooh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, how I want to yeah. follow yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I think there's I think there's space for a water baptism as yeah. an adult. Yeah. You know, if if you're like, I know then who I was yeah. and where I was at. Yeah, and now it's like it's not a have to by any means. But I feel there's grace for it. I totally agree with you. Um, we have people that do that in our church. I don't put much credence on the actual infant baptism because, again, I think it's symbolic rather than mm -hmm. actual. I think it's more about the confirmation mm. and what state were you in when you were confirmed. Mm -hmm. Did you understand what it means? Were you committing to be a disciple to mm -hmm. Jesus? Was it just because everybody at your age did it or was it a real meaningful act for you? Mm -hmm. If it was a meaningful act that you go back to and you remember it and from that day you really made a decision to be a follower of Christ, I think that public declaration is the same as baptism. Mm -hmm. But if it was just, as you said, you did it, but you didn't even understand it was just tradition. Right. And then 
You may not even walk for the Lord. A lot of your life, you haven't even been really right. under the Lordship of Christ. Right. But now you've had a new revelation. Mm -hmm. he, he really is the Lord of your life. Mm -hmm. And you want to state that publicly that actually, I really want to tell you today, I really am a follower of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. And I want to hold you, you to hold me accountable for that. Wow. Yeah, I would say do it. Yeah. I, I think that it doesn't, those previous experiences don't preclude mm -hmm. this as being your new starting point, as it were. Right. But I, I talked to one guy on Sunday. He's a very strong member of our church, amazing young man of God. And he was in exactly that dilemma. But I could tell that his confirmation was a very real uh, experience for him where he fully gave himself over to God to be mm. a disciple. And he's never deviated from it. That's awesome. So I, I, I don't that. think he needs to go and get water baptized. Right. It makes me wonder the historical con the historical and cultural context in which John was baptizing in the wilderness. Yeah. Because many, or as the scripture we read on Sunday, all the people in Jerusalem came out to see him. Yeah. <laughs> and there was religious practices where those people, they many of them- They were all circumcised. They were all circumcised, p potentially ritually had been baptized yes. in the temple. Yeah. But this was, they were they just lining and up gone, and he was and dunking them in the river. The because he, so he was it, doing it again. It was yeah. a new thing, right? So it's I a don't, new thing. I, I like that. Yeah. And I think that's really where it comes yeah, down yeah, to. Yeah. Good. Well, excellent. I trust that this has helped clarify for some of you some of these different things and give you food to think about. Remember, baptism, it's not about going in the water and sins being washed away. That takes through place through the power and grace of Jesus Christ Come through calling on his name. It's an outward sign of what God has done in your life. And that's the important thing to remember. Have you had that time where you've made that commitment to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and declared it to the world? Because uh, that's what Christ is looking for. And that's where the grace lies. Well, the Lord bless you. Hey, thanks for journeying with us through this. We appreciate you. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done.